Welcome back to Walker in the Wastes. <laughs> At Craig's request, rising out of the snow. I'm where, not sure how that's how this goes. <laughs> where last we left our intrepid band of heroes, you were all inside what is clearly the headquarters building for the cult. Mm-hmm. Most of the cult have left on their zeppelin or are in the process of leaving on their zeppelin. There is shouting and noise coming from outside, but it's mostly getting further away as those cultists who did make it on the airship in time are leaving via other methods. Uh, but you currently are in control of the cultist headquarters. Hmm. Should we be in one room at this point? Uh, we seem to be scattered. I know um, that I went into a room to try and shoot at the, pl- the the blimp. Oh yeah, no, you should all be back by now. You you, you did run to grab some stuff, but then you all came back to yeah. shoot at blimps. Mm. I mean, Fran might be scattered. Oh, wow. so scattered. Oh. Fran is mostly charcoal briquettes. Briquettes. So we can use her as fuel now? Oh. Yeah, you can barbecue on the remains of Fran if you're that good. <laughs> um, yeah. Naveen hmm. is going to um, look about and kind of listen to the noise going on. It's, um, I... So I, I think we might have uh, two options. We either stay here and let them all run away, um, or perhaps we should try and acquire some mode of transport before they steal it all. I was thinking we should at least get a sizable dog sledged, ideally. It would be a better. I, I don't quite like sledged. the idea of, of being uh, completely without means of transport out here. Mm. Should, we, should we see if we can find something? I think that's probably a decent idea. As much as I could probably handle myself out in the wilderness for quite a long time, I don't know about everyone. Yeah, I, uh, I think uh, some of us would do probably a bit better than others. So um, I'm I'm going to walk Naveen over. To, is there another door out here? I've forgotten the kind of layout. There was. There's a door here? Yeah. And then there's a door at the end of the corridor that goes outside. Uh, if, I, if I peer out the window, is that a window there? Can I see is. any, like, sled movements? Well, you're spot hidden. Spirit hidden. Oh, my recently leveled up spot hidden. Wonderful. Hello? Um, yeah, the problem is, if I just take you, Naveen, to the exterior map, you are in this building here, uh-huh. and the window you're looking out of looks this way, mm-hmm. so mostly what you can see is burning wreckage. Ah, yes. <clears throat> um, Naveen is just going to shout back to delete him. that token of um, Francesca. <laughs> <laughs> Naveen is going to shout back into the other room. The other side. I, I cannot see anything from here. Is there anything you can see out there that might be a means of transportation? Anything okay. from this window? Everyone else, roll spot hidden as you peer out of that window. 
Victor sees. Elwood sees. So much seeing. Samantha doesn't see. Carissa does see. Um, you're looking this way to the south. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, roof has retracted on the hangar. Uh, you can see a line of dog sledges heading this way after the Zeppelin. And you can also see a large group of people, must be about 20, 25 of them, running towards the wreckage. Uh, everyone roll listen. Except for Naveen, who's in the wrong part of the building currently. Okay, uh, Carissa and Sam do not hear this, but Elwood and Victor, you hear voices raised in um, confusion, shouting, people calling out people's names. One voice is quite clear, carrying over the crowd, shouting. Huxley? Huxley? Um, Huxley! You see... Um, various people are stopping uh, near the burning corpses of and impaled corpses of dead cultists. Um, most of them, to your eyes, Victor, look like hunters, trappers. Um, there's a couple of women, um, but they mostly look like the residents of endurance, like the people who actually live in the hunting town have come to see what the fuck is going on. Um, there is one woman who stands out quite well because she's the most well-dressed of a lot of them. And she looks like... The big reveal. Although, to be fair, she's probably in winter gear, so she probably just looks like a big... Like a big <laughs> fluffy marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, but it's, 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 it's good fluffy marshmallow clothing. Oh, the <clears throat> quality fluffy marshmallow clothing, of course. Hmm. It seems the cultists' families are gathering. We have no idea just how dangerous any of them could be. We should leave immediately. <laughs> the plane went boom. Says Dr. <laughs> Barrow from behind you all. Uh, Dr. Barrow, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Has he gone insane while we've not been looking? <laughs> you, you all turn around to look at Dr. Barrow. He is standing on the table. Oh, no. Uh, he is holding a pistol in one hand and wiggling slightly like a <laughs> boom. We all go boom. Oh, no. is, he, is he... Okay, is he in front... Is Sam behind him or in front of him? You're currently all in front of him where you are on the map. Can I see... Down or stood? He's Sorry. standing on the table. He's literally Can I standing. see whether he is in fact... Like, is the pistol loaded and cocked properly? Uh, roll your spot hidden to work at hard to work this out. At hard. He's waving it around quite annoyingly. <laughs> The dock yeah. witch. The, 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 the pistol is loaded. The thing that really worries you, Sam, I'm going to send in a message. Oh. Oh, he's been thinking about this too much. 
I had two weeks to plan this. It's fine. God damn it. <laughs> Probably should have said that with my microphone not muted. <laughs> it helps. Note to self, don't give Ash a free evening ever again to think. Well, I was slightly distracted coming up with the D&D campaign, but that only took me like, you know, a couple of days. My God, you were like, I don't know. I want to say flies on shit like that, but it's a bit. That's a bit of a crude metaphor. But yeah, you were all over that. <laughs> it's like ah, game, and I'm sure we'll really like it until you kill us. Now, but D and D isn't as permanent as Call of Cthulhu. You see, you say that now. Revivify. <laughs> Boop. You sending me this in Telegram, Russet? Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is why spot. Oh, oh, oh! Does he have TNT in his other hand? <laughs> Sam is going to take one look at um <laughs> the plane went boom. Sam is going to take one quick look at this. She's going to pull her own pistol, um, shoot Doctor Barrow, and tell everyone to run really fast. Roll shooting with a bonus die because Doctor Barrow is. Utterly insane. As, as she's doing this, she's yelling, run, get out the room now. Uh, I... <laughs> Sam, no, you can't just shoot the doctor. <laughs> Sam has a history of shooting doctors. She has a history of just shooting people. <laughs> and she... you're not completely beyond suspicion at this point. I, I interpose myself between them. Oh, your spot hidden, Craig, as you turn around. The I've got a bonus dice. Hang on. No, it doesn't matter. Um, Victor must have jostled you as he jumped in the way uh, to stop this. Uh, He's lit the dynamite. Run! What? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Victor is running. She's uh, she's taking the shot and she's running for the nearest door. uh, The windows are closer. She's going out the window. Okay, uh, Sam takes window jump. Do I have I to take... roll jump? Because oh, that's like, no, I've got no. a bad history of jump. Um, <laughs> it's been a crazy day. I take a moment to verify the dynamite situation. Oh, Jesus. I try and get... <sighs> okay, so 30 to 40 seconds, Wait, I think. Wait, Sam's got 75 in jump. I have no idea why I put <laughs> so much in jump for this character. What the... <laughs> <laughs> why? I don't know. I honestly have no idea. I also oh. don't know. I had a look. I think you had some points in it originally, and then you used it a couple of times in the prologue, and you leveled it up. I I have no <laughs> memory. There was lots of like jumping out of exploding sledges and down cliffs. <laughs> yeah, I I thought you know as a winter explorer you'd have to jump across crevasses and climb <laughs> things. So I thought this is good. <laughs> can we? Can, can you rename your character from Samantha the Dark Witch Harry to Samantha Van Halen? Oh, I was literally just thinking <laughs> she would need to call Sam Van Halen. That's got to happen. Yeah. Well, Sam has gone. Uh, I'm just going to go around the room and get reactions from everyone. Carissa, what are you doing? Sam has just uh, jumped out a window and is running for it. I I follow Sam. Okay, Carissa follows Sam. Elwood, what are you doing? As I said, I mean, I'm going to take a cursory glance. Someone's just said there's dynamite and then legged it. Instinctively, uh, well, I'm going to look. Well, spot hidden. 
Oh, <laughs> yes. You, you see this, uh, Elwood. Oh. Some telegrams. I yell dynamite and find the nearest hole that leaves this room. <laughs> oh, it leaps out a window. Uh, Russell, have you resigned to the idea that as you can't kill the whole team, you're just going to kill yourself? <laughs> Dr. Bauer is already insane. Uh, he, he has been insane since just before the plane exploded. Oh. Oh, he, he went insane when he saw a Oh, God. <laughs> It's the casual second line of that message. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Victor, what are you doing? Everyone else has scoffed at the words dynamite. The problem I've got here is people are bandying around the, oh yeah, he's totally insane. I don't know that, I see. I just think he's having a turn, probably. All of us have had turns which have made us do some rather fucking stupid shit. So I think I've got at least 20 seconds where I can safely act. You I'm going to try and give a dynamite out of his fucking trousers and drag him through a window for well, 20 you're... seconds. That's the point where I'll abandon him. Well, you're fighting brawling that hard. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. This is a lumberjack and a Moral hero. Victory. He is the hero we deserve and the hero we've got. He leaps onto the table, punches Dr. Barrow out with one hand, grabs the two sticks of dynamite and throws them. Roll throw, Craig. Oh, no. <laughs> throws him into the room with Naveen, who probably dies. He throws him out the window after you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, don't, they don't go very far. You just toss them away. Then you hoist Dr. Barrow over one arm, scream dynamite, and leap out a window. Roll uh, Hang on, hang on. That was one brawl roll. I don't think he gets to leap out of windows on a brawl roll. Come on. I think he does want to make a roll now. It's a leap. Okay, fine. Roll jump. I love that. That was strength anyway. I don't know what that was for. Okay, that was strength to pick up Dr. Barrow. Use some luck. I did already. Now roll jump to clear the room, Craig. Oh, no. Completely. They know you wish to put 75 in jump now, don't you? That wasn't as far off as I thought it was going to be. They said you were mad. Now you, who's laughing? You'd go to jump whilst carrying Dr. Barrow. You don't get as far as you would have liked. But you are off no. the table and you can run through a window. Do you jump out a window? Yes. Okay, Naveen, roll listen. Oh. Is this how you're going to solve the problem of me having two characters? You <laughs> That's the problem. It is a problem. Yeah. Uh, you've heard various people scream about dynamite. Do you go back to look, or are you just running out the front door? No, Naveen has quite a lot of experience with explosives and doesn't normally run towards them. Naveen is going to go the opposite direction, i.e. out the door. You you pull open the front door. There is a group of townsfolk coming towards the building. Um, they look like regular hunters. I'm, Naveen is just going to um, scream at the top of voice, Run this dynamite! We can't run away! Do they speak English? You're in Alaska. I thought they were uh, Inuit. Okay, uh, there is a moment where everyone is just running as quickly as they can when there is a massive explosion behind you all. 
and the entire bottom quarter of this building is just ripped out. Oh, buy any clues that were there. Bye, Bart. <laughs> it's only the bottom quarter. I mean... No, uh, the top quarter then head. falls I, into the bottom quarter. <laughs> but shouldn't I be a lot closer to that with Barrow still? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just moving people around. Okay, uh, Victor, sure. roll me your luck. Yeah. Oh, Victor. Oh, guys, don't look at explosions. Ah, Victor was lucky. <laughs> he didn't look You're at right. the explosion. <laughs> Somehow, Victor uses the concussive force of the explosion to propel himself further away. <laughs> he rides the wave. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are blown off your feet, however, by the yeah, explosion. Yeah. Uh, something hits you in the head with a soft clap. Um. And you are lying on the floor with an unconscious Dr. Barrow. Uh, Irene. Naveen? No, Irene. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have been going around the people near the um, explosion. Most of them are dead or burnt. You have yet to find a single survivor. It looks like they were all pretty close to this plane when it just exploded. Mm-hmm. Like, um, when there is another explosion from the direction of the headquarters building, like there's just a ex- ear-shattering boom. You see, uh, you're glancing over, you see smoke and fire roiling out of the headquarters building and what looks like a group of uh, people running away from it. You see one of them who was quite close to the building go flying with someone else they're carrying? Um, I make a beeline to... To the, the the two fallen individuals. Yeah. Um, everyone else, do you see a woman come running over towards you all? And I kind of, I make a beeline, but I also kind of gesture and shout, like, "Follow me, quick! We need to help those people." To like the other people around me. Yep, some of the townsfolk follow you. Okay. Um, there is clearly an unconscious man and a man who just seems to have been knocked off his feet. Um, okay, uh, I unshoulder like a big medical bag and immediately set to um, trying to assess the physical damage to unconscious person. Yeah. Uh, is anyone doing anything as this woman runs over? She's clearly got a doctor's bag. Well, I gonna... take off my because I've just been flung by a giant explosion, so I'm probably a bit stunned right now. Craig oh. is a bit stunned. Would Carissa? have gone back to Victor as well if I uh, would have turned around to see. So Elwood looked at the explosion. Oh, maybe he's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Elwood looked. I wasn't looking at the explosion. I was very specifically looking for Victor. Yeah, yeah. Ignoring the explosion. Around him, no, as, it, as he's got a big halo of explosion oh, around him. You, you, you were, um, you were making sure the lens flare setting on your camera. Was exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Light meter, <laughs> even cigarling it. Um, okay, Victor Elwood runs over to Victor. Um, uh, Sam, what are you doing? Yeah, Sam is picking bits of glass out of her clothing before she jumps through the window. And then just she's going to head over to the rest of the group. Um, and Naveen is going to come around the building, um, having hoped and assumed that people had got out. So he's going to come around to that side of it. Carissa? Um, to be honest, 
In the last few hours, I've been imprisoned, threatened with being eaten. A plane has exploded. I've seen a gigantic, what I can only describe as what the fuck, <laughs> holding a plane. And I've just jumped out a window. Or, or, or you know, I was going to do that in a Baymax voice, but I'm not going to bother. Um, and then it exploded. Um, so I, I just take a moment to look around blankly and wonder why the fuck I didn't just go to Spain for a nice three-week holiday with that wonderful guy from the dick site. You forgot about Sam coming back from the dead in your list of, of crazy things. <laughs> I haven't forgotten. I just haven't <laughs> reconciled it yet. And so Sam is going to walk over and kind of I stand next in to you and just go, hey. Is this a normal day for you? Um, normal stopped being what I would say is a fair description of my life. Around about the last time I did a job with these guys, so um, <laughs> yeah, I, I figure, I figure maybe, maybe we should have come with, come with a bit more forewarning about what what tends to happen for some reason around us. Sorry, you know, you know Daddy always told me I should have just married a doctor and settled down. My Daddy always used to tell me shit too, but you know he's also turned out to be far better than my mother, so. Parents don't always know what's best for you. Though, I have to admit, like, the last 24 hours, yeah. To be yeah. fair, what happened the first time round could have been a one-off. It's a pattern now. Yeah. That's true. You're right. <laughs> that, yeah. And the last 24 hours can just be construed to the Victor effect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, I do have a important question for you guys, and, and Sam's going to ta- turn to, to Nate and... Um, sorry, to Elwood and Victor and go, so, you know, I, I assume you got my will. Uh, yes. yes. Yes, we did. Um, just a moment, Sam. Uh, I turn around to the new person tending uh, Dr. Bauer. Um, um, Irene, roll me your medicine as you are need. You've had a couple of seconds you? by now. Ooh. Um, Good name. He- has been punched unconscious. <laughs> you are able to tell this from like the bruising that's coming up on his jawline. Ah, he's punch drunk. And then this tall, swarthy gentleman turns to you. Um, excuse me, miss. I feel I should warn you before you revive the good doctor. He doesn't seem to have been in his right mind. He was probably the one who lit the dynamite that caused the last explosion. I believe him not to have been in his right mind because some of those sticks were still down his pants when I removed them from him. Sam just going to go, that's not normally a good sign of, you know, normal thinking. So yeah, I- No, Sam, it's not. I just figured I should add that. So It's a, it's a good diagnosis. Doctor I think it's spot on. Here. Um, I, I'm guessing, uh, doesn't just revive him to get his side of the story and potentially end up getting glamped herself. I wouldn't like that. That would not be good. What are you doing? I mean, um, I'm gesturing to some of the, 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 the village, the village people. That's not what I want to say. Uh, some of the other hunters and stuff like that. I'm assuming that they would have something like rope or something on them anyway. Um, yeah, a couple of them do. They grabbed a variety of stuff after they saw the explosion. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna basically say like, look, just restrain his heart and restrain his hands for now, 
restrain his ankles. Um, I, I need to bring him around. I, I can't have him uh, uh, unconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the extent of the damage. Um, I have experience dealing with people not in their right mind. Uh, Dr. Irene Lockhart, um, I'm the resident psychologist for Camp Endurance. Ah, nice to meet you. You sound like a very useful person to have around, I gentleman wrapped up in furs comes walking over. Ivy, you recognize Buck? He's like the unofficial mayor leader of Camping Joints. Cool. Uh, okay. He nods to you. Um, but he lets you carry on because you're clearly doing doctor things. But he does look at the others and go, Dr. Hamilton? Hello. I. What is going on? That's a long story. Something that we're probably not going to impart right here, right now. Well, I'd say let's. What? He just looks at the burning building. He looks at the exploded plane. He turns to look at the departing Zeppelin. I mean, I knew Mr. Blair was a little bit eccentric, but he was building a geological survey blimp. Naveen what the hell is going on? Naveen is going to interject here and say, um, I hate to say it, but eccentric is a term you use for rich, crazy people who don't mean any harm. That man was not insane. He was a lunatic. He, was, he wasn't eccentric. He was a nut job. A, a maniacal, crazy man. Wonderful. Well, hi, I'm Buck. I run Camp Enjoy. You know, we hunt animals and sell them to people. Um, Dr. Blair wanted to build an airbase before it would be good for the town. Yeah, perhaps he should have been vetted somewhat more vehemently um, before allowing him to just, you know do his crackpot things that he has done. May I interject? Perhaps this is a conversation best had not next to a burning building and more burning stuff in the cold. Let's get everyone to a safer location. Right, okay. Doctor, I'm going to organize some people to put this fire out. Doctor, (laughs) you do your job. Um, Rich, famous explorer people. Just go over there for a while and don't blow anything else up. Not being rich or famous, I turn around and go, where can I find some buckets to help with putting out the fire? <laughs> A sensible man. Great. Okay, come with me. Sam will also <laughs> offer to help put out the fire. No, you're a rich, crazy explorer woman. You can go over there with the others. <laughs> I guess Irene's just used to this. <laughs> but Sam doesn't been... have any money right now. I'm pretty sure Azawak would have taken it from her. It, this is true, but he recognises you from the newspapers. Is is Buck one of my patients? Uh, <laughs> he doesn't he, seem he, altogether there. He is now. He's having a bad day. He's normally quite solid and down to earth. Okay. You know, he runs a hunting camp, not a everything is exploding camp. Devine is going to and slip away from the group in the craziness. Victor, roll me a spot hidden as you turn to leave. Oh, here you go. Oh, no. Victor, heads off to help out. Put out the fires. (laughs) Put out the fires. 
That has killed Craig and Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, technically, te- te- technically, you make the small fire no longer exist if you replace it with a large fire. So, true. Craig is helping with some bucket chain tossing <laughs> snow over the burning building. Yeah, Levine is going to slip away. Levine has slipped away. Irene, roll me some medicine, please. Uh, medicine or first aid? First aid, actually, yeah. Um, Dr. Bauer has been restrained. You carefully revive him. Uh, he looks at you and giggles maniacally, going, <laughs> everything went wrong. Pretty lady got wrong, too. No, no, Dr. Uh, Barrow, was it? Do you know your name? Do you know Dr. What Barrow's is? not here anymore. Dr. Barrow has gone. I am the fire god. Everything go boom. No, you mean I am the fire god. <laughs> Roll your psychology, doctor. Uh, okay. Oh. Yeah, you spend a couple of minutes talking to him. Um, you have seen this a couple of times during your career. He is completely gone. There is no shred of logical thought left. He is just in a world of crazed delusions. Um, so the, the best thing to do right now is probably to sedate him again until you can get him somewhere um, with a padded room. We we never we never specifically pointed out what medications I have with me. So I'm kind of reliant on what standard standard doctor's bag stuff. You'd have something to sedate someone. It's a nineteen twenties. You'll have some suits of morphine. Smelling salts. Cool. Smelling salts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I've definitely got smelling salts. Um, I was going to say it's the nineteen twenties. Give him an enema. I I, I regret. <laughs> <laughs> just just give him an enema. Just just that, enema. Force feed him ice. Doctor Irene, your medical knowledge says you need to get a stimulant into this man. So you roll him over. You get the wooden tube to slide up his bum, oh, and then you bellows oh, to pump in the tobacco smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a woman of modern medicine, and in the 19th century, there are literally stations along riverbanks with the little um, tube and something to get some smoke going. No, I'm not blowing smoke up. up. (laughs) Stop it! Stop it now! (laughs) (laughs) But it's modern medicine. You got to get some stimulants into him. <laughs> you, you you are this this game's DA blowing smoke up someone's ass. I already want to kill everyone. <laughs> but it's okay. Irene actually has a doctor's bag. The uh, the tube and tobacco smoke is for the lay person who rescues someone from a river. Thank um, you. you. <laughs> Roll your medicine. What are you doing with your hair, Yings? Fluffy, fluffy. I give it's him some drugs. Like... I don't kill him. He passes out. I look regretful. 
and somewhat sad and then turn to the nearest member of the party who I'm able to talk to? We, who would well, be... Sam got told to not go away because she was rich and famous and therefore is standing around in a huff. Uh, Victor has uh, <laughs> got... Famous woman. <laughs> Every time Victor goes past and says that, Sam is just going to throw a snowball at him. <laughs> L word, Sam and Kawitha are standing nearby. Um, I turn to all three of them then. Um, uh, look, I'm... He's gone. I'm sorry. He His body remains... Uh, he'll live, but he's not in there anymore. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm I'm no medical doctor, but the, the, the laughing and flailing around lit dynamite kind of gave that to me, so I'm not all that surprised. People can come back from what, that, but this is something else. Considering what he's seen and, you know, some of the things we've seen. Is that cake by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, considering, um, considering what we've seen and... Everyone's sanity check, except for Foxy. With real life sanity checks, she's got cake. How dare she? Probably we're desensitized to it by now. Though. It's um, it's not cake. It's a uh, homemade millionaire's shortbread. Oh, oh, that makes it. That makes it so much better. <laughs> That's homemade cake. Not cake. Sam is. It's Sam is. Cake. You know, considering what we've all seen and now what it looks like the doctor had to see, I imagine. I mean, I wasn't there with you guys on the plane, but I can guess. We're all kind of lucky we didn't end up like him. Hang on, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What do you mean he's gone? How does he just just gone? People have a breaking point, and when they reach that point, they're they're unreachable. Trust me on this. I I have a lot of experience. So, so what do we do with him now? Um, I would suggest we. Do the kindest thing and have him incarcerated. Not incarcerated. Um, shit, what the hell is it called? Section, I guess? Institutionalized. Yeah, institutionalized. Thank you. We would get him institutionalized. Have him looked after by other medical professionals. Um, what about the rest of you? Uh, anyone else injured? Are you all Well, I've been locked up and okay? for the past three weeks, so... Yeah. Um, I start checking over Sam. She looks. Okay. I'm assuming she looks um, like she's been kind of roughed up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carissa and Elwood, both of you rolled me spot hidden at hard. Oh, no. Neither of you have seen this either, okay? Yeah, yeah, I could lock it. How far are you off? He's only four off. I'll, I'll lock it. Elwood, um, as you turn to look back at the burning building, you see a book lying on the floor. It looks like the book that hit uh, Victor in the head when he was thrown away from the explosion. We like books. A book hit Victor in the head? Yeah, something, soft, something soft hit him in the head when the building exploded. Okay. Um, he hasn't noticed, however, because, you know, that you see this book just lying in the... Um, well, whilst they're all talking, then I'll just like sort of slink off and go grab the book. I'm talking directly to Dick, and I sure surely, yeah. surely I can but see Elwood just walk but off. At this, but at this point, yeah, you're speaking to. <laughs> oh, to sorry, Sam, yeah, right? I am speaking specifically to Sam. I do apologise. You are right. 
And Sam is 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 got like a, I imagine like a range of injuries from extended torture. It's going to take a while. Yep. Sorry. Okay. I, mate. I get, I'm assuming I have still have my portable camera on me. It might be broken, but I'll I'll, I'll give a big dog and sh- pony show about me taking photos as this is all going on <laughs> as well as I'm walking away. Um, roll photography, Nate. <clears throat> Time man of the year. <laughs> yeah, your your camera is fine. You wouldn't let anything bad happen to your camera. He curled his body around it protectively when he jumped out the window. <laughs> a broken arm to save it. Uh, your camera is working fine. Uh, you pick up the book. There is a new book under Mythos tomes, Nathan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Elwood, the dark warlock Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of that. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> Carry it on, you'll have to get married. <laughs> I'm not sure Sam goes that way. <laughs> Fair. Uh, yeah, but it would really help with the public opinion. I mean, you can get married and then never do anything together. Ah, uh, marriage of convenience. Mm. That way, you can you, Sam can shack up with as many ladies as she likes because you're a properly married woman and married women. Yeah, but Sam doesn't give a shit currently, so you know. Trust me, cat does. Cat, I'll be other cat. She 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 should know how important she was by the will and Yeah. She's taken the money, it's liquidated it all, moved to Monaco and is shacking up with as many women as she can. <laughs> Sam will go and track down to Monaco. <laughs> <laughs> Someone bring me a plane. You'll read in the news Strange Fire in Gulf's resort town in Monaco. <laughs> Hundreds of women dead. People screaming about terrors in the night in their dreams. <laughs> The anyway, face of a dead lover. I mean, Nathan, you have found this book. Yes, I, as I say, I immediately start away so that I don't get questioned about this book. You tuck it into a pocket. Yes. Well done. You found the clue that I rescued from the fire. The one of the ten clues. This is the clue that it literally just starts with everything else that important is in volume two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did that once and gave it to Arona as a handout. He was he was not impressed. <laughs> For my dastardly plan, see volume two. Uh, Carissa, what are you doing? Um, Irene is looking over Sam's wounds. Um, various villagers are putting out the fires. I'm eating licorice. Ooh. What are you doing? Um... I have a momentary lapse of reason, really, and I just turn to Sam while she's being checked and just say, look, I don't mean to appear heartless, although I have just jumped out of a window while a a man cackled and tried to blow himself up with dynamite. But we're stuck out in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, and not meaning to sound in any way insensitive, our ride has gone up in flames. And not to sound even more insensitive... Our bank balance has just gone crazy, quite literally. Um, how the fuck are we getting back? And who's paying for all of this? Well, don't tell anyone. But I'm, I am. We, I do have quite a bit of money left over from our last um, last journey. I'm sure I can cover us getting back to normality if necessary, and. To be blunt, the whole world thinks you're dead. Do you even have access to that money anymore? Um, the only well, people that know you're still alive are those of us here. 
provided we survive getting back to civilization. That's a good point. Did they ever? Did they print a newspaper article or something? Uh, you were pronounced dead in a hospital. We, I mean, I mentioned to you, we we flew all the way out here and then got chased around by what we thought was you before we set you on fire. <laughs> it wasn't you. Yeah, sanity that... check, Sam. Sanity check. Oh, thanks. This is like. Uh... Um, can I, get can I interpose as I'm trying to heal Sam? Can I kind of give her like a reassuring look or say something Ooh. to her, like? Well, my sanity is not good. Oh, after the sanity roll, okay, okay. She has to react first. Oh, lose two sanity. Hmm. Lose two sanity. Oh. Uh, Yeah, you hear all of this, Irene. Yeah, I'm kind of like Sam. Sam kind of goes (laughs) white and like sits down in the snow. Like her breath just catches for a second, and she like it. it, She doesn't like re- continue breathing for quite a while before she just. Yeah, I, I guess, it might be harder to pick things up, where I left off. But I, I'm, I'm sure a phone call to my solicitor can clear things up. If I can. I mean, would you like to interject now, as Sam is kind of rambling about calling solicitors? Um, I kind of go down with Sam to the snow, kind of cradling her a bit, I guess, but in a professional sense. Um, you clutch her to your bosoms. Sure, why not? Um, <laughs> Sam gains 25 sanity. <laughs> Miss, uh, well, Harrell. Miss Harrell. Um, look, we have other things to worry about. I'm sure that everything beyond this point we can sort out somehow. If it's money that's concerning you, then, or any of you, I mean, what are you even doing here? This is a construction site. This this is off limits. You shouldn't be here, any of you. Yeah, well, I was brought here after being kidnapped, and you were kidnapped. Then I was tortured a lot. Yeah, yeah. They they was it the person to... who punched Doctor Barrow. Oh, no, no. I was kidnapped by the people running this place. Your friendly Mr. Blair and his, I'm going to invest in your town. Mr. Blair wouldn't do that. Mr. Blair's a good man. I, I mean, you, you've been treating the wounds on me, right? Does this look like the work of a good man? Mr. Blair helps people. I mean, he he helped my brother. He, he, the people here have been, that I take care of, they've Sometimes bad people do good things for bad reasons. I suppose, but why would he do this to you? Or because we had something he wanted. We had. Look, I mean, have you guys been here since he closed the place off? Uh, that's it. Um, you moved in what a year ago? This was already here. This has been the aerodrome has been here for about four years. So have you, has he ever allowed you up here? No, it's been under construction. Uh, Huxley, um, um, Huxley was here. Uh, he was working here. Oh, I'm. Was he in construction or? Um, he was, he's my brother. 
Um, Does Sam recognise the name Huxley from being talking to the guards and riding them up for several weeks? Roll your intelligence at hard. Oh, Sam is not a smart lady. Oh, no. Oh, actually, <laughs> she's not as dumb as I thought she was. Uh, oh, yay. Hey. Oh. Yeah, you have heard the name Huxley. Uh, I will send you a message. Uh... Well, whilst... Is it a good time for me to interject? Yeah, you can interject. Yeah. I'll... I, I, I interject and just say, uh, Dr. Lockhart, um, this this wonderful man you speak so highly of, we came to this camp asking to use the radio. Um, I was locked in a room, not even allowed to see uh, Sam or, or Victor, who was, in fact, then locked in a cell, chained up like a dog, next to where they were torturing Sam. So whatever preconceptions you had about him, quite frankly... He's a massive bastard, and I look forward to us killing him. Okay. What do I need to roll? Is it psychology? Psychology to see if she's telling the truth. Is she telling the truth, or is she just suffering from shock and is a bit of a nutcase? Uh, She is definitely suffering from shock, but she also 100% believes what she's saying about Mr. Blair. Everything she just said was true. Okay, so she believes what she has said. Doesn't necessarily mean it's true. <laughs> she believes what she said is true. Okay. And considering some of the things you just said was they locked me up, and she's quite, quite convicted. You know, she isn't in a sound state of mind to be lying right now. Yeah. Oh, um, Sam is gonna. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a subtle disseminating person. I've, I've. I heard the name, your brother's name, when I was here. Um, Do you know where he is? Have you seen him? I'd guess. Knowing, I didn't see him among the dead. Knowing how close he was with Mr. Blair and involved in all of this, and she encompasses like her own kind of beaten up body and Carissa and the, the explosions, how much he was involved in all of this, I'd guess he's on that airship somewhere off that way he's still alive <laughs> he might be but is he I mean are you close yes very <clears throat> I I don't know how to say this, but I, I, from my limited, and don't get me wrong, you know the man better than I, but from my limited experience of him and this organization that he's involved in, and I don't think he's, he's not odds body number 27 or 35, hence why he's not in that pile of ash over there. He's, he doesn't strike me as a good person. Um, I give Sam a womanly slap in the face. Oh, not hard. Not hard. Sam makes no move to, to get out of the way of it at all. She then just pulls her double Uzis. 
jams them in. <laughs> Meanwhile, Victor, you have been helping with the fire. Falling water. Throwing <laughs> petrol on the flames. <laughs> the, fire, the fire is mostly out because it, it, explosion, you know, expl- dynamite explodes. Yeah. It was just like wood and things that caught fire on the periphery. Um, it's mostly under control. Uh, Buck, the guy who seems to be in charge of the town, stops next to you as like, he's like, it's, it's Victor, right? Yes, my name's Victor. You're nice uh, you. Dr. Hamilton and Miss Harrow's, like, keeper, right? You know, you're the man who keeps them alive, looks after them in the wilderness, that kind of thing. Land you know, land that last bit, sir, <laughs> you know uh, I've read the news before. me if I ever referred to myself as her keeper. Peace, I am their friend and companion and will uh, yeah, yeah, of course, you're just being loyal, so I understand you give you a companionly... I've seen the newspapers. You're in the pictures in the background. You're clearly the guy who keeps them alive. I do what I can. Right, so what the hell? What's going on in here? We thought Mr. Blair was building a an experimental blimp to go to the North Pole in, not explosions. What I can tell you for certain are is it okay if I call you Buck? Yeah, everyone calls me Buck. No one uses my surname. If anyone uses my surname, they get uh, invited to hunting. <laughs> it's Buck Wild. Uh, fine hunt, I'm sure that is. <laughs> well, Buck, um, what I can tell you for certain is that myself and my friend Carissa stopped by endurance asking to use the radio to contact our friends about a day ago, was it now? Yeah, I remember seeing you go through. You went through into the compound. I just assumed you were Mr. Blair's guests. Uh, it, I assumed that as well until um, I was escorted into a cell. And um, one of my companions, who we assumed was dead a couple of weeks ago, was in the cell opposite me, quite clearly roughed up. I remember that it was in the newspapers that came up from Anchorage. That was Miss Howard, right? Yes, that's yeah, right. It was in the newspapers the other day that um, your pilot killed her. That was unfortunately a lie. Oh. Well, you might want to get that set, right? It was in all the newspapers, you know. Famous pilot. Turns out to be woman. Wanted for murder investigation. As much Last as... person to see Miss Harrow alive and the only other person who could possibly have seen Miss Harrow also gunned down by a pilot. It, it doesn't look good. As much as I would like to get that sorted out, uh, it would not necessarily be an immediate concern, considering, unfortunately, uh, my friend, the pilot, is over there. I look towards the plane. And there. And there. Oh, why did you say that? (laughs) damn it. Buck looks towards the burning plane and is like, ah. So as much as clearing her name is definitely something we need to do in the future, right now, I'm afraid Francesca is beyond that. Okay, so who's in charge of your little group? Um, I assume it's normally the man who's currently tied up. Yes, it was Dr. Barrow, but... um, I guess you go to the next doctor then? It would probably be the next doctor now, which would be Elwood. Okay, uh, let's. He's over, he's over there. Come on, let's go have a chat with him. Let's over there, shall we? Yeah. Um, the really big 
Buck has massive, a massive, great big fire red ginger beard. His hair comes down. He's bigger to than me. He is bigger than you. Really? What's his yeah. size? Uh, Eighty-four. Eighty-five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the same size as Victor then. Right, hang on. Let me just change this to ninety-six. Buck <laughs> <laughs> grows before your eyes. <laughs> He's about the same. A werebear. He's about the same size, except he's the lumberjack that wears high heels, so he's a bit taller than Victor. (laughs) Now, now we've seen the pictures. There's only one lumberjack in our hearts. I didn't say it, Craig. I just imagined it in my heart. (laughs) Tear your heart out if you keep imagining it. Uh, Victor Elwood, you see Victor and Buck come walking over. He's like, Dr. Hamilton? Hello. He holds out a hand. I'm Buck. I'm, um, I'm kind of in charge of endurance. I I'm on the trading hand. post. And say, I'm in charge of nothing. Well, nice to meet your, you. your employer appears to be tied up and sedated. And you're the next doctor. So it normally goes doctors. Yes, yeah, so I'm a doctor. Elwood, I'm a real doctor. How is Dr. Barrowell? What do we know yet? Um, I, I'm, we're being reliably informed by um, Miss Irene over there that he's gone. He's, he's, he's a goner. I think he's going to have to be um, institutionalized was the word used. Oh, my. When, when was he last in his right mind, as far as you could tell? Um, I, I, I can't remember. Uh, you haven't we, really... He, he was fine on the plane... And then he was very quiet after you know, they were all arrested. And then he, he stuck some dynamite down his pants. So um, <laughs> sometime between Ifakwa stealing the plane and now. Dynamite I pants. don't know if Ifakwa was anywhere near us. I didn't see it's that. true. I'm just reminding Nate. Do not okay. mention. <laughs> <laughs> Do not. Yeah. I just start slowly singing, what's that coming over the hill, Victor? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> many years from now Elwood will go on to form a band <laughs> exactly um, I don't necessarily immediately leap to a year ago and that one fateful hill <laughs> I don't yeah. think about that if at all possible yeah. so for now I just take your tacite clue and file it away for later and yeah. not I, I just say let's just say that it was sometime between us being in the plane and not being in the plane okay Buck size. well it's clearly not safe here I would like to take all of you people back to the trading post get you out the snow clearly Mr. Blair has been doing some weird shit here I'm going to have mm. to look into all of this I mean we don't have police we're a bloody hunting trading post with an aerodrome. Yeah, I think this is probably past local police anyway at this point. Well, fine. Um, where's your French woman gone? Away. Uh, at this point, I think, <laughs> hmm, I haven't seen Naveen for a while. I look around. Where is Naveen? Naveen has been wandering around buildings looking for any clues. I thought you might have been. Specifically, she headed up towards the big old aerodrome. The big old aerodrome. 
Let me just scroll to the page which says things you might find in the aerodrome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll me your spot hidden. Spirit hidden. Oh. That's exciting. Uh, Not necessarily good, but exciting. <laughs> oh. All the map moves as I scroll. There we go. You are in the aerodrome. Now, one thing that is not in here that is on this map... Is a giant blimp. The giant blimp is just not in here currently. It left. Okay. By its own accord. Uh, these things over here are hydrogen cylinders. Uh-huh. They're spare hydrogen cylinders. There's various construction tools. There's a forklift. There's crates of miscellaneous parts and tools. Um, but... On one side of the front, there's one of those big wooden boards, trestle boards, with plans pinned to them. Are they the same plans I pulled out the safe? They are uh, annotated plans from the safe, updated plans. And pinned in the corner is a note that says, updated plans received from, and then an address somewhere in New Jersey. Naveen is going to gather up these plans, roll them up, and is there like a satchel or a bag or something around the place? She'll dump out something from a toolkit if necessary. There is a toolbox. Cool. She'll grab a toolbox, stuff the plans in it, um, and then with the plans in it, she's going to place like a number of tools on top of them to make it look like if you opened it up, it just looked like a tool set. Tool set. There is a name attached to these plans. It uh-huh. seems to be an, someone called Elliot Gardiner is the mastermind behind these blimps. And there's an address in New Jersey. Yeah. Oh. Um, but other than that, the blimp is clearly... There are, there are places where things look like they were. There is a shrine with a large stone plinth that looks like it used to hold something huge and is now empty there are various bits of you can see where things have been stacked and hastily picked up and taken probably onto the airship when it buggered off Naveen is going to use her portable camera to take a few pictures well you're photographizing oh jesus it's really shit (laughs) I even put any points in it I'm not whoops (laughs) Why did I give myself an item with no... <laughs> I'm a spy. I have a spy camera. Do you know how to use it? I have no idea. I have no it. idea how to use this camera. I simply point it in the direction and push the button. <laughs> no, most, I don't, I of the, most of the means pictures have got fingers over the lens. I don't even have photography. <laughs> okay, roll me your uh, intelligence at heart. Okay. Jesus, why did I do this? Uh, there's no film in it. You realise you didn't load it when you left the hunting lodge and you haven't got any on you because you think it was in your hand. I took pictures in the last game, didn't I? You didn't. <laughs> oh, shit. You haven't exposed that non-existent film yet. <laughs> <laughs> you might have taken photos in the last game, but there's no film in this camera. 
Okay. Normally yeah. just use L words. Okay. <laughs> Naveen so, is an inspiration um, not to buy a French car. <laughs> well, um, in that case, she's going to listen really carefully because she's trying to hear movement in the rest of the building. Well, you're listening. So I wander in there. She's very glad no one else is around to see her going, why isn't this winding on? Opening the back and being like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it does, you do, you can see across the whole warehouse, the roof is open. Um, there is no one in here. Was there an upstairs anywhere? No, it is just one massive construction hangar. There's still scaffolding around okay. where the blimp would have been, but otherwise it's just a big, empty space. Okay, in that case, Naveen is going to head back out the building and try to surreptitiously rejoin the others. Uh, Naveen comes sauntering over the uh, snowfield. Carrying uh, a toolbox. Elwood, as you turn to look for her. Ah, there's Naveen. I point out to the others, as they were asking. Ah, miss, we're evacuating. It's not safe here. Clearly... These Mr. Blair's people have been up to things. I think uh, that is a, a fair assumption. Okay. Uh, Irene, um, you requisition two burly men to put Sam on a stretcher and carry her back. Her wounds, she shouldn't be walking very far. You've given her something for the pain. You've bandaged up the rest of the wounds. You've given her Carissa here something to drink because she was also looking a little bit flustered. You know, and the whole being kidnapped thing. Yeah, I kind of, as we're walking, I kind of just console Carissa, as it seems like she needs some consoling. Roll your psychoanalysis. Oh. Uh, Carissa, have four sanity back. As this nice lady, you know, as you're walking back, she takes your arm to stead you on the snow. She gives you some nice, comforting words. Someone to just relax. She, she's quite relaxing, this lady. She, she gives me sanity back. She can stay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost like she's a professional psychiatrist. It is a bit odd that there's a professional psychiatrist in this fuck end of nowhere trading station, but hey. It, 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 does, she, does she do this on, on request? Is it like push button receive sanity? <laughs> Bacon-shaped sanity. She does not dispense bacon-shaped sanity pills. Oh, damn it. I've just turned myself into a heel bot, haven't I? I was um, thinking more a hand-dryer of sanity, but yes. Don't worry. There comes a point in Call of Cthulhu when the uh, psychiatrist has suffered the same cosmic horrors as the rest of the party, and you're like, I can't really help. I was there. We need more psychiatrists. <laughs> oh. it's, it's, it's okay. It's a, it's a foxy character. I'm doing everything I can to ignore that reality voice in my brain that's saying, this is not a doctor. This is a, a patient that's escaped and is pretending to be a, <laughs> a, a doctor. And it's actually a guy. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> Sam will do the bosom test. It's, it's great. It's great because I've, I've become predictable, which means that me playing a completely straight-laced psychiatrist now is just the most insane thing ever. Exactly. <laughs> which is why um, I'm doing exactly oh, no, that. No, no, you can't do the boob test. I'm remembering the afternoon when you lost one long ago. <laughs> but I love your new boobs. They're much better and you can't lose them. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm <just> going on <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> <And> moving on. <laughs> What? That's getting sound bited. Make sure I get the uh, recording of this, please. 
exciting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you are all escorted out of the aerodrome oh. to the trading lodge. Um, it's quite a large log building. It has three floors. It's warm. Though outside, you all notice the dark grey clouds are giving way to sunshine. For the first time since you arrived in Alaska, the unnatural summer snowstorm seems to be breaking up. The sun is piercing the clouds. And the snow is even starting to melt. The temperature is rising. Ah, so the first time we get some decent bloody weather, and it's when all hell is breaking loose. I suspect it's following the Zeppelin. Well, I suspect. I I suspect it's following whatever is following the Zeppelin. So, let me get this straight. You died points to Sam, but yep. you didn't die. You were actually brought to the aerodrome, yeah. which was a construction site run mm-hmm. by Mr. Blair. Crazy man. He's not crazy. He's pretty damn crazy. I mean, have you met Aswak? He's even crazier. Um, He's that quiet, angry kind of crazy that you don't see until the last minute. I mean, you were... Okay, so maybe crazy has a, like, technical term for you, but, like, what's the technical medical term, Dr. Irene? For... Lockhart. Dr. Lockhart. My my apologies. For... Evil person. Is there a medical definition for evil? Not really. I, I mean... It's more a state of being and a a perspective. One person's evil is another person's good. Well, my perspective on on Mr. Blair is that he's pretty evil. Mr. Blair has helped many, many people. How many people does he need to help to balance out the fact that he had me locked in a cell and tortured me for three weeks? I... I'm still not sure that that's something I can believe yet. Buck walks in from outside. Um, Dr. Lockhart? Buck? I've been going through the buildings, and I found this temple. Oh, dear. Don't touch it. I don't want to touch it. Burn it. Um, See? It's in Here's one of the buildings. It's um, uh, well, your psychology, I mean. Oh no! Whoa. Well, that's cool. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Buck, Buck just like sits down and is like, "Yeah, we found this temple. I, I've um, I've sent a couple of my guys to make sure no one else goes in there. Um, I also found a pit." Did you find a couple of prison cells? Uh, there's a room with cages in it, but that could just be for the dogs. It's it's more the pit and the temple that are wrong. 
Care to I mean, elaborate I'd probably... on the pit? Um, Maybe. no. No, you, you go have a look, Dr. Lockhart. I want a medical opinion on this before I say anything. He goes behind, like, a, a bar that runs along one side of the book and just opens the cupboard and is like, takes out a really dusty bottle and... Okay, this is 1893 port. Hmm, sounds good. Sam says, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm in on that. Yeah, yeah, this, I've been saving this for a special occasion. This is now the special occasion. Naveen, on the other hand, is going to make her way over to... Special doesn't always Dr. have to mean good. Naveen is going to make her way over to Dr. Lothart and say, uh, uh, if, you've, uh, if you would just like uh, some company to have a look at this pit, I would be happy to come with you. Yes, of course, person that I've not met and do not know. Let's pardon pardon me, my name is Naveen. I am a. I was French. Ironic. I yeah, we. I am. I was ironically. I was the replacement for uh, Miss Harrow for this expedition. So uh, I guess I am surplus to requirement now. But uh, I'd still like to help. No one thinks that. Um, I I get two people that I know as well to come with. Yeah. I'm not going to anyone... a mysterious pit alone with someone I don't know, given the circumstances. <laughs> um, is anyone else going to join Dr. Lockhart and Naveen to go look at this pit? Sam is drinking. In the nope. nope. I'll let her give her medical opinion on the pit. Yeah, medical opinion time. I'm not yep. mean. That's a pit, all right. <laughs> I'm kind of confused as to why. Like, Irene does look a little bit perturbed at the fact that it's like she's a she's a a doctor of psychology and she's being asked to look at a hole in the ground to give her opinion. <laughs> the doctor of geology is in that room, sedated right now, but Maybe. following the uh, very standard definition of doctors. I mean, it's the Maybe. doctor of psychology. Maybe you can check if it's a happy doctor. hole. Yeah, it's the doctor of psychology or the doctor of taking photos of things. <laughs> man of the year will take a look at this pit. Okay. Oh, Jack. Uh, I'm going to head to Are the you pit. going outward or are you... I, I, I will go if I'm allowed to join, just out of mere curiosity and to take some photos. Okay. Uh, I will deal with the people staying in the lodge first. Uh, port is poured for Victor. Carissa... And uh, Sam and Buck sits down behind the bar and is like, he was such a nice man. Sam is going to purposely reach out and chink her glass with Clarissa. There's sometimes a vast difference between nice from necessity and just being polite and nice because one's actual nature is nice, but it's very hard to tell quite often which is the true face. But what is he going to do at the North Pole? Well, he was going to try and feed me to some fucking creature, so um, presumably feed everyone else he was with to them instead. Have you heard of a creature called the Yeeg Buck? No. He hasn't. I mean, what about the Nofker? Nope. I mean, is it like a polar bear? I've hunted polar bear. I normally hunt moose. Sam's going to... Like a polar bear. 
But think of it, if a polar bear was the size of an elephant. Wait, hang on a minute. He pulls over the drawer and roots around in it and pulls out a copy of the National Geographic. Is it this thing? He points to the picture of you all posing in front of this creature doomed in ice. Yes, that thing. That's the one. Well, that's a fossil. You found it in a ice cavern. That's not a fossil. It's encased in... No, 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 no. Don't tell me anymore. Right. Port. It's a good plan. He refills all of your glasses. He keeps the bottle. Sometimes the less knowledge is better. Okay. Uh... Back at the aerodrome, Elwood, Naveen, um, Irene. You as as had... we've been going, Naveen has been asking Elwood for advice on putting film in her little portable camera. Yeah. <laughs> I will show a walk and talk. We will, yeah, I'll show uh, El- walk. Elwood, I, uh, I, I brought out this camera from my kid thinking that perhaps it would be helpful, but it seems I have been very silly and I, I think I forgot to put any film in it. I, um, I'm not very good with these things. Ah, yes, a classic, a classic common mistake, don't worry. And I, I take the camera and I sort of open it up and sh- show you how, how it works and how to open it and where the film goes and all of the fun stuff. Ah, so that is wonderful. Perhaps I can take some pictures later and you can show me how you develop them as well. There's never a skill I ever, ever thought myself. Yeah, yes, I'd be, I'd be glad to. Fantastic. Merci. And then I'm going to keep going and follow, follow the group. You head over to this... Uh, building here, number six. Uh, from the outside, it looks like the dog sledge kennel. But you realize it's much too big, really. You don't need a building this big. Everyone roll polar survival? Oh dear. <laughs> oh, I almost passed that. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no, two. Actually, no, maybe a bit much. Did Elwood roll, or did I miss it? I'm oh, there. you did. No, um, yours got bumped off the list. Yeah, Elwood and Naveen. It really is much too big for a dog kennel. And at the back of it, you think, okay, it probably is like a storage shed. Feed. But there is a door. There's, like, kennels on either side, and then there's a door. And through the door is a temple. You can only really call it a temple. There are uh, shuttered windows which have been opened to let the sun in, and it kind of shines in on this stone at the far end, this grey stone covered with thick black ooze that is crystallised onto the stone. And then behind it there's this thing, this statue made out of human skeletons. Oh, jeez. Except someone has taken, like the leg bones of several humans to make its legs. And there are like three rib cages. And then this monstrous skull that seems to be made from like a polar bear skull and someone's drilled holes in it to add antlers. And it's, it's pretty horrific. Roll your uh, Cthulhu mythos. I was going to say, is that coming? Oh, Jesus. You're a good hard success. It's no good. Uh, I'll send. <laughs> Naveen's head just explodes. Naveen's <laughs> 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 head fills with knowledge. She is the second dark witch. Any roll's going to be like after this. <laughs> Why do you have 20? 
27 Cthulhu Mythos. <laughs> Who knows? Oh my god. You say I've got a type. There you go, Lady Yinks. Get to 80 then. Ah, ah <laughs> I see. Yes. Wonderful. Absolutely smashing. <laughs> oh my god, Dunderby's head explode. <laughs> you know how we were having a problem with Yinks having two characters? I feel yeah. like that 100 on a sanity roll has just solved that issue. <laughs> maybe trouble ahead. I need you to roll me extreme pow, Navi. Oh, gee. Okay, in the crit this time at least. But... Okay. Russ, it should be an efficiency consultant. He's good at laying off characters. Without... <laughs> so Naveen's head explodes. Was I right? I just need to get another rule book. Oh, oh God. Uh, E-G-I. Uh. Oh. Insanity. Uh, Okay. Uh. Naveen, fucking... you appear to have a nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be the case of uh, Fopsy, roll for removing uh, exploded cranium and brain matter from the no, door. It'll be, it'll be Naveen, Naveen's head explodes. Irene has to roll sanity for watching someone's head run and explodes. 100. Her head explodes. The whole room. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm just thinking of Red Dwarf and, like, I'm imagining you to say in a French accent, ketchup. (laughs) (laughs) No one will ever know Nadine's secret backstory because she'll go completely insane. That's right. None of my backstories have been revealed yet because my characters have died. We've got a good part of yours. (laughs) You got bit. To be honest, we just thought you were French, Naveen. We just that, that was a pretty horrific backstory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have to start somewhere? <laughs> you were our French connection. Ah. Uh... Does like Naveen turn into like an me. avatar of a Thakwa or something? Oh no. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I had to write a minute. Oh yeah, minute okay. essay. Quick, stab her in the heart with a baguette. It's the only way to kill him. (laughs) Okay, hang on. (laughs) 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 Nathan, I just saw your pose. (laughs) Well, uh, I have to turn to another chart, Yinks. Maybe not. (laughs) Oh. What is going on? <laughs> that is the best screenshot. Yeah. Oh, you've just seen that. Oh, I was giggling a while back. Elwood explodes. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. That's so good. Oh my gosh. Can I kill you all? <laughs> I've been well, good. Well, you did a good job of it anyway, Russet. I've been good. Okay, okay well, what, what happened to the A D10. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay. Now roll a... D- hang on. Uh, <sighs> okay. 
D's for you. Right, okay. So. <laughs> Naveen believes she needs to get very high. <laughs> Roll me another D100, please, Sam. Oh, Not it's Sam. Naveen this time. Naveen. Sam is for once safe. Wow. Wow. Those low rolls. Yeah, I wish I got that earlier. <laughs> huh. Okay. So there's one more thing we need to roll a D100 for. Uh-huh. We've, we've done the phobia table. We've done the mania table. Uh-huh. It's the sanity loss now. Now it's the sanity loss. Oh, no. Isn't that you rolling that one? <laughs> yeah. Go on, then. Loses one sanity. What size dime? I don't have that kind of luck, I'm afraid. Huh. Huh. Well. Go on. How mad am I? He's screenshotting something for us. Is this Fopsy's shortest lived character at this rate? Is there going to be like a group suicide in a second? (laughs) Fopsy. If Navina just shoots myself. I mean, Navina is armed. You could just turn around and like headshot the group. Pulls out a stick of dynamite, screams sacre bleu, and explodes. <laughs> well. Well. The thing is, if a French person well. explodes, just imagine, debris is everywhere. <laughs> Naveen is now permanently insane. She's completely nuts. Oh, wow. Two oh. for two. Two games in a row. I'm not really oh. sure of that yet. We'll see. I've just seen the roll. Naveen is... We'll see how it plays out. Things happen in Call of Cthulhu. Sam was dead, now she's back alive, so... I'm glad, because I'll have to write up another character. Oh, God, I feel so sorry for you. Sadly, <laughs> within the course of about five minutes in-game, I went from about 50 sanity to ascended to godhood. Well, Russ has just rolled 93. Oh, no. I could could soak that. I could not. I've already got 52 sanity. Oof. Can I I slap the hysterical woman? Can I slap some sense into her? What kind of insanity do I get, Russet? Do I... I'm just typing it up. (gasps) The suspense is un- unbearable. Is it just going to be paragraphs of... <laughs> copy-pasted the word Laura Mipson. I feel like initiative <laughs> may be called for very shortly. I'm just really relieved that the, uh, the, the archaeologist proficient in holes didn't go and look at the big hole. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh... Oh, okay. I'm really glad you rolled those things on the... Uh, how I'm so it? not glad I rolled those things. Right, hang on. Just um, throw yourself into the hole? We haven't even got to the hole yet. This is just it's looking at the temple. temple um, God, Buck has got to be pretty well together to have just been like, there's a temple and a hole. <laughs> and we've got in there. Naveen's immediately just drooling... <laughs> Did he only survive because well, you rolled really a crit success? Things about it is the problem. Buck just saw him and that's some creepy ass shit and walked right out there again. He yep, did. That's a pit all right. 
Yeah, Buckworm, you know what? I'm going to go get the professionals who are paid to do this shit. Just imagining the Simpsons gif, Grandpa walking in, walking out. (laughs) It's like, hat on, hat on. What are you doing, Uh, Naveen? I'm just asking a question. Oh, oh, a question. I had to ask a question on Saturday as well. You were the key. I was the key. I'd, I'd feel sorry for any of you, but I'm Except not. Except Fox's new character is in the room with you. <laughs> if, if you were the key, who's the gatekeeper? Arona was the gatekeeper. So, just trying to remember which which one's got to dress as Sigourney Weaver now. That would have probably be fitting for Arona. So, how does this character die then? Oh dear. Okay. Um, I'm not sure I still have a link to the book in question, Russet. Which book are we looking for? Um, hang on. Huh. No longer in my inventory. Is it the one? If you look under Mythos Tomes, you should see the links to the books no, you have. Even is that in... in the folder at the top. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm looking in the wrong place. It is. Is it the Is it the only one you have access to? Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. Um, yeah. Oh. Hmm. Well... This will be exciting. Okay, I'm going to open it now and I'll pick one. Okay, meanwhile, back in the hunting lodge. Uh, actually, uh, in the hunting lodge, everyone, Carissa and Sam and Victor are having port. Are yep. you doing anything else? Um, or are you just taking a load off for now? I think after the 24 hours I've had, realistically, I would just be taking a load off. You sit in a big armchair... You bury your, you kick your boots off, you bury your feet in the big bearskin rug, you stoke the fire up, and you just finally yep. relax. I mean, I've been fucking imprisoned and shit. Cool, you're having a snooze. Carissa, are you doing anything specific? Um, I'm sat with Sam drinking the port, and it's just a case of, um, I turn to Sam and say, there is a lot to unpack over the last 72 hours in what has happened. Um, not including the fireball outside um, that is still raging and needing to be sorted out properly. Um, I really don't know how to function in these situations beyond just drinking and passing out. So I pour another glass of port for me and Sam. There is no more port. Buck is drinking from the bottle. I grab it out of his hands and say... strength to try and grab it out of his hands. Oh, I give him a ladylike smile and imply that he should be more gentlemanly. He's already given you two glasses. Yes, but I've got breasts and a very nice smile. Look, love, you can have my port when you go to bed with me. Have you got anything else under that counter instead of port, then? Uh, 
yeah, we got this. Uh, I think it's meant to be whiskey, but it's more like moonshine. I just take that bottle and I pop the cork and refill mine in Sam's glasses. I don't chug it back. I've heard what moonshine does, but uh, it's there and it's aerating. It's there. It's there. It's, it's have a full glass of potentially very strong alcohol. Ah. Right. Okay. Meanwhile, in the temple, Naveen has just stopped in the doorway and is just looking. Elwood and Irene, do you advance further in to have a look? Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, is, the, is, the, is it the temple then the pit or the pit then the temple? Uh, the, you haven't seen the pit yet. You okay, can only fine, see yeah. the temple and the altar stone. Okay, then I would go in further. Uh, there is the big black stone. Roll your medicine, Irene. Hmm. Yeah, um, that that altar stone is is dripping and with frozen human blood. Just Could the whole I tell thing. it's specifically human? With that extreme, yes. And your first glance at the pit, which is the other side of the altar, which is just piled with human corpses. There must be about 40 in that pit. Some of them are complete skeletons and have probably been there for the last four years. Some of them are fresh. I'm assuming we're hit with quite the smell. Uh, There is no smell. Oh. Well, sanity, however, the pair of you, as you see well, yeah, it. Yeah, I like, shoot walk, as much. Take a couple of steps forward. You see the stone. Sake. And then on the other side Fuck of the... Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Irene, lo- uh, you lose. Five sanity. Oh, oh God, that's... Oh. Roll me oh, on the... Roll on the bouts of madness table for me, would you, my love? It's a ten for me, a d10. How much sanity did I lose, sorry? Five. Five, okay. That's a seven. Oh, uh, Irene, you take one look at this, turn around, and just flee. You just run, you just bolt. Pass Naveen out the door. You're running to get as far from that as you possibly can. You feel sick to your stomach, nauseous. That was wrong. You just need to get away from it. You're just running into the uh, aerodrome field for now just to get the fuck away. Oh, but he's a good man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Elwood. Uh, unsurprisingly, the doctor has just done a 180 and fucked off as quickly as she possibly can. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Um, taking photos. <laughs> Go me a hard, uh, normal photography, a hard listen. Please hear it. Oh, thank God. Hard listen. Uh, as you're yeah, standing on. there. You click a couple of photos. You're like, oh, this is grim. Like the the body on top of the pile must be made, maybe a couple of days old, but there's literally bones sticking out the bottom, which are completely 
gone of flesh. The whole thing is a frozen mass as well. It's like glistening with ice. Um, which is why there's no smell. Did I recognise any of the people or faces or anything? Uh, yeah, a couple of them. They're uh, work construction workers and oh, uh, oh, members of Endurance okay. who had gone out. Uh, at least four of the faces you saw are hunters who went out hunting and never came back. Okay. And a few more of them were like construction workers you told had, you know, finished their contract and gone back home. Okay. That's all right. He's a nice guy, really. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you sanity. My God. <laughs> I could you also it. gave me doubt. <laughs> Poor Irene. Uh, very sorry, Irene. You, you, you have discovered the horrors of of of, of Mr. Blair's aerodrome. Uh, but yes... Um, what did I hear? You hear Naveen whispering words under her breath. What? <laughs> I, like try and shake her out of it <laughs> don't do that uh, roll power as you go to grab hold of her shoulders wow okay uh, you get to about five inches from her and your hands start to crackle with energy and you can see motes of dust and ice like almost like held in this gaseous mass between her hands you can feel like something sloughing off your hands and you realise it's all your dead skin cells are just being drawn off your hands into this ball in Naveen's hands. Whoa, I back away very quickly. Or try to. You back away from her? You're standing in front of her? For clarity's sake, I'm aiming this right at the altar. Which is currently behind you, Elwood. I'm standing between them. Mm -hmm, You are. Okay, well, I don't want to be between anyone. I just, I'm going to go behind Naveen at this point. I'm not getting in the way of that. You circle around behind Naveen. She finishes whispering and she gestures and the ground, this, this ball of strange gas of dust and ice in her hands flows into the ground and the whole, the earth just cracks open. The altar, the pit, everything is just falling into it. Including Naveen. Bye. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Would you like to try and grab Naveen? I, well, yeah. I mean, again, instinctively, I'm going to try and grab her. Roll me your dexterity at hard. No. No, no. You tried to grab her. You just weren't expecting the ground to suddenly open and she's just gone. You, you, you lurch oh, forward. Just Literally, it just happens almost instantly. It just snaps open and she's just dropped. You lurch forward to grab her, stare down into the hole, and it just drops into darkness. Oh. Um, I would leave very hastily at this point if, if she's literally just gone down a hole. I'm yeah. not going down the hole, am I? <laughs> Elwood, you run out of the kennels. Um, the kennel slowly collapses inward on itself until there's just chunks of masonry and corrugated iron filling the chasm that Naveen just made. You can literally hear it grinding and shrieking. The earth is shaking. Um, Irene, make me a dexterity check. No. 
<laughs> I don't want it. Request denied. If I don't roll it, I can't fail it. Hey, I've made it. Uh, that's a deep, horrifying, booming sound, almost like a deep gong going off. And the ground lurches under your feet. You keep your footing, but you snap out of your blind panic. And you turn around in time to see that whole dog kennel building collapsing and Elwood running away from it. Um, <laughs> Elwood, can... you, you kind of catch up with Irene and turn to look back. Does it look like it's continuing or is it like isolated? It's stopped, it's stopped okay. in the, like, like that building has fallen into it and it's now just stopped. I look at Irene and I look back at the hole and I say, my friend just died. Sanity check, Nate. <laughs> now, don't you fail this as well? <laughs> no, 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 I passed. He's the uh, sanest one of the lot. I don't know where that came from, but I'm pretty sure my sanity was nowhere near that when I <laughs> lost played. Uh, you lose two sanity as you sit down in the, in the snow. Your friend has just died. I sort of just crumple down onto the floor and sit down, staring at the hole. Um, well, you're... Spot hidden, Nathan. Oh, no. Oh, I'll send you just a little message whilst Irene talks to you. <laughs> um, was it uh, Dr. Hamilton? Yes, yes, that's me. Okay, just... And uh, she goes down and kind of, like, gets close and kind of puts an arm over his shoulders and just kind of brings him in a bit. Like, just, just look at me, okay? I know that it's going to hurt right now. It's going to hurt a lot, but you'll get over it. You'll be okay. I'm sorry. This 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 happens a lot. I mean, I'm I'm starting to become a little bit numb to it, <laughs> but it sucks. People need to stop dying. I mean, that's not necessarily a good thing, but it's you seem to be taking it reasonably well. Maybe we'll have a talk at length about this yeah psychoanalysis dr lockhart oh for fuck's sake i'm getting (laughs) nate doesn't get any nate doesn't get any sanity back just now but then that makes sense because it's just happened yeah i'm not listening to any sort of reason right now um you're having a cuddle yeah cuddling Uh, is helping him i offer him a cigarette I don't smoke, but I take it. He strips the paper off and just tongues just the back up. <laughs> 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 yeah, he just he just packs it in behind his teeth and he's oh, like, oh. No. Why? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, we, he's got a doctor's bag there full of heroin and opium and any hardcore drug you can think of, and she gives you a cigarette. It will do. It's probably the sensible choice. After uh, a couple of moments, I would say we need to go back to the others immediately. She, she is in total agreement. Uh, I yeah. would like to, to make it clear before we go any further that Naveen did not take the toolkit with her because it would have looked wrong. Ah, I was going to ask. <laughs> the toolkit full of clues is in the hunting lodge. Oh, that's yeah, she cool. left it in a corner there before she went away. Um. But yeah, you start a couple of the um, townsfolk who've been looking over the place come hurrying over. Doctor Lockhart, is everything? What happened? 
I, I believe it was. Uh, I mean, I, this is more your area than mine, but uh, uh, a, 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 a like a glacier opening or, or or some seismic activity or something. Well, they booby trapped it. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, uh, well, uh, okay. Uh, you, you both okay? We, we we've lost Naveen, so no, I'm not okay. Should I get a team together? We could start digging. I saw the hole. I don't think that's going to be a worthwhile task. By all means, go and inspect it. But I think she's gone. I'll I'll go get Bob. He knows about building things. He can have a look. Uh, you 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 head back to town, Doctor Lockhart, Mister um, Hamilton. Hamilton. Um, Bob is a good man. Don't worry. If if there's any possibility that she's still alive, they'll find her. I know. I say with absolutely no hope in my voice. If you return to the trading lodge to find Victor sleeping by the fire, Sam and Carissa drinking with Buck at the bar, several other hunters and locals are in here. Uh, Buck looks up and is like, ah, yeah, so you sort of see, we'll see what I mean about that place, right? There is no place anymore. Oh, you, you set fire to it? Some seismic activity or, or something. And oh. It's collapsed in on itself. Oh. Yes. Seismic activity. That place was wrong. Did you see the pit? Um, I, I saw the pit that's there now. Here, Doctor, he pours you a glass. You sound like you both need one of these. Yes, I take the drink. So is um, sorry, is Carissa and Victor both sleeping at this point? Uh, Victor's asleep, but Carissa is awake. She's at the bar. Sam is awake and drinking. Uh, uh, Sam, a glass of moonshine. Doctor Irene takes a drink, settles down. At, is I'm assuming there's a desk or something in there. Uh, yeah, there's a desk in one corner. Yeah, she where settles down at the desk, takes out a a, ske- uh, a a notebook and a mechanical pencil, and starts um drawing and uh, writing some things I go over to Carissa and uh, Sam at the bar as well mm-hmm. yeah okay I'll go over to Carissa and Sam then okay grow your best snore <laughs> what would snore skill be under oh let's say um yeah that sounds about right Thanks, oh Bobby. yeah that's a good snore Victor is the good snore from Victor it's comforting this snore Victor is asleep. All is well with the world. Elwood, what... I'll get that opinion once I wake up in here, but... Elwood, Victor can only snore like this when he's in a deep sleep, and he only sleeps deeply when he's safe. <laughs> Elwood, do you look... What happened? I... Down, down the rest of my drink. I compose myself for a moment and say, I'm not entirely sure what happened, but... Unfortunately, Naveen is gone. Um, it was horrible. I mean, what we saw in there was horrible. And then it just all happened so quickly. She started muttering something and the, the, the floor opened up and she was gone down the hole. It's it's all gone. She's gone. I try and find another drink. I look around the table. <laughs> uh, there are various bottles on the table. Sam reaches out for the bottle that was in Buck's hand, and he's still probably gripping it, but he just takes it and very firmly takes it out of his hand and pours 
Um, I ordered another drink. Meanwhile, I throw my glass at the wall. It shatters. Smash! Does this wake up, Victor? I'd, um, it might do, actually. Constitution, Victor. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes? No. What was that? Yes. Is there trouble? <laughs> so pulls out his gun as he wakes up. What's going on? Fucking hatchet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I... Apparently, the cultist temple was booby-trapped. Why do we keep saying that? My God, is everyone okay? Booby-trapped? Buildings don't just collapse on their own. They must have rigged it somehow if we went poking around in it. I mean, I I didn't know. Like, I'd seen it for all of half an hour. I can't really comment on... Where's Naveen? Victor, Naveen's gone. Come and have a drink, man. What what do you mean, gone, Elwood? The ground swallowed her. It's... We were there, and then she wasn't. She's just gone, man. I, I, that's that's what I've got for you right now. People keep dying. I walk over to a wall and punch it as hard as I can. Roll your strength, Victor. Yeah. The wall falls down. <laughs> it was a support beam. We all die. <laughs> Victor, you you literally feel the log shift out of alignment under your fist. It felt good. Okay. Carissa just gets up and walks out. She she can't be dealing with this. I, I move over to Elwood and just put my hand on his shoulder and sit down next to him. Sam's going to look at the, the two that she knows best and kind of knows that if anyone in the room is capable of like supporting themselves and putting themselves together as these two, and she's going to look after Carissa and just... You go after Carissa very well. Yeah, she's going to go... I, Guys, I, I'd like to be with you here right now, but I think, I think Carissa needs someone to talk to. I'll, I'll be back in a bit. Okay, uh, you go after Carissa. Irene, what are you doing? Um, I write down a list of names of the people that I recognised in the pile. Roll um, me your intelligence. Oh, for Christ's sake! Yep, you you think you've got all the ones? You only had a quick glance at all before you ran. Mm-hmm. Um. You probably have missed a couple, you know, if you had more time. Um, but you've got about ten names. Okay, yeah. Um, um, there were more, but they were mostly skeletal up by that point, so, you know. I look pretty harrowed at this point, and I go up to Buck, and I kind of press a folded piece of paper to his chest um, and just say, the um, those that were missing, those that we thought went home, they didn't. Um, you he should have information the on their families. Make sure that they don't know what happened, but know that their loved ones uh, are not coming home. Yeah. Um. Thanks, Doctor Lockhart. Um. I mean, who do we call? Um. I mean, the they, were in, they were in your employ, so. Well, no, I mean, we need to report this to someone. The authorities? I mean... I mean, um... uh, uh, I'm going to have to use their radio tower. Does anyone know how to use a radio? We used to know someone who could. (laughs) (laughs) You you knew two people who could. And now they're all dead. (laughs) 
Naveen could use the radio too. Well, um, I can't be that hard. No. I'll, um, I'm sure radio. there's someone in the camp who can use a radio. I mean, come on, Buck, get get your act together. You're meant to be running he stands this show. Up. Uh, stands up. He tugs his jacket back on. Thanks, Doctor. As always, he gives you a peck on the cheek, like a friendly peck on the cheek, and then he he heads out as well. He's gonna go and um, he's gonna go and find someone who knows how to use the radio. Irene adjusts her glasses, and um, is his bottle of ports? Does it have anything in it still? There are those horrible it. dregs at the bottom. Yeah, but there is more booze behind this bar. Um, she takes the port and just necks the last bit of the port. Oh, and puts it back. Okay, uh, yeah, it's fortifying. Um, it's I was going to go after go. Carissa as well. So okay, you go after Carissa after a bit. Uh, Victor, uh, Elwood, you're sitting together at the bar. Are we alone at the bar? Uh, you're alone at the bar. They're, everyone else has sort of like left the room. You're the only ones in here at the moment. Buck has taken the other townsfolk who are in here with him, um, and Irene is just leaving. So, well, glad another grand day in Elwood. These adventures. Sure. I, I sort of start to re- tell the the story as I saw it in slightly more detail. In that, I saw I saw Naveen there, and she was muttering some kind of. I don't know what it was, but you know, once, she, once I tried to shake her free, uh, I saw some weird energy, and the, the earth opened up, and she fell in. Um, I saw like a gangly figure made of wind, apparently, <laughs> sort of blows or what blowing away to the north. It says in my note that the spirit of a Fakwa has been banished from this place. So I'm assuming I know that. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. Oh, so I did succeed in my my last ditch. You, you did. did. So this is what I'm telling Victor. I say I think I, I think she sacrificed herself to banish that spirit. Um, it's good it's if she banished that, but I wish it hadn't come at such a cost. I agree. I take out the book from my jacket and I slide it across the table and say, "I found this earlier." Um, it's it's not easy to read, but it is in English. I believe it's uh, Blair's journal. It 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 will hopefully give us some clues as to as to what his plans are. I've mm. added it to your mythos tomes, Craig. And as you open it, roll me your luck, Nathan. Oh, who's got the lowest luck, Nathan or the Kring? Probably Kring. Seventy-four. Yeah, eighty-eight. Roll your luck, Craig. Be lucky. So lucky. Yeah. Uh, I loved it on Saturday. Whenever I asked for a group luck roll, I was like, Flinty, roll your six luck, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> He'd spent loads of it the month before to not die. Um, so every time, like everyone was like, I'm not in Flinty's group. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I was handing out luck, but, you know, it doesn't regenerate that quickly. Uh, as you open the book, Victor... Mm-hmm. Two pieces of paper slide out. Uh, nah. uh, letter 6A in Chapter 2 and Letter 6B in Chapter 2. Nathan and Kring. 6A and 6B. Have letters. Should we read them for a recording? 
Uh, I'll let you read them first, and I'll switch to the other people whilst you read them. Okay. Carissa, you, where are you going? You've, you've walked out. Ahead I'm of you left. is the path that goes to the aerodrome. Oh, You're left I'm, with various log cabins. I'm just outside the building. I haven't gone far, but yeah, I just yeah. need to As not you be in there. standing there, the door opens and Sam comes out. I, I don't say anything. Mm. I'm just stood Sam doesn't Sam doesn't say anything either. She just moves over um, next to Carissa and leans her back against the building. Um, and just says nothing. Just keeps her company. It's, and she's not trying to force conversation. Just being there. Carissa rather slowly and deliberately pulls out a Colt 45. It's not loaded or anything. She just pulls it out. And she's handling it in one hand, looking at it, sort of down by her waist, and looking at it a bit more, and just just seems to be talking at the gun rather than at Sam. But this was... This this was Naveen's. She She gave it to me what feels like only 30 seconds ago. Naveen, Dr. Barrow, Alex, you, sort of. I mean, who, who else? What else? Does this ever get any easier? Because I really don't know what I'm doing. I don't think, um, as she says, she's going to reach out. She's not going to take the gun away. She's just going to kind of rest her hands around Carissa's on the gun, just gently not pushing it away or trying to put it away or anything like that. I, I think there comes a point in the in the things that we've become involved with where we need to realize that the risks are high but the danger to more people if we do nothing is higher look at look at what was happening in this place and without going into detail because frankly I I don't think that's needed now but if we hadn't done what we did on our last expedition and sacrifice what we did. We lost a good friend there too. And and Sam stops for a second and her voice breaks somewhat and goes and a good part of that was my was my fault. We can't back away, we can't do nothing. I I failed in keeping all these people safe last time. I caused perhaps more harm than than I stopped, and I won't let that happen again. And you need to decide, you, not me, not any of the others in that room, you need to decide whether you are 
prepared and comfortable with taking that risk and whether the good that can be achieved through it is worth that risk to you. I've made the call for myself, but that's it's not on me to make that call for you. And Naveen, I, I did know her for what seemed like 30 seconds, but I, I get the fleeting impression that she was trying to do what she thought was right. And she was willing to put herself in the line of fire to do that if she had to. And with that decision comes consequence. And sometimes the scales don't play out as we want them to. And other times you get the outcome, but it comes at a such a high cost. But that decision's yours, not mine. And she's going to kind of clasp her hands a little bit firmer about the gun and then just let them go and step back. When I first came out on this expedition, I thought doing the right thing was just digging up some bones, appraising them, shipping them back to London, and uh, making a tidy sum to, to keep me going for the year. With everything that's happened, the right thing now feels like instead to do everything I can to make sure that bastard ends up with a bullet in his head. I think that you and I have have had a similar journey to a similar conclusion. I I started all of this, and not just this expedition, the one before it, I started this with a a goal as simple as do my job well, get paid, go home, rinse, repeat, do again. But it's more than that now. I came, I've come across people who <laughs> who are evil people. And those are the people that lead to Alex, to Naveen, to Dr. Barrow on a much larger scale. I someone has to take up the torch and do something. And that's something to me is making sure that bastard goes down with at least one hole between his eyes. Yes. And if you want to learn how to shoot, I'll gladly teach you. You read my mind. I was about to ask that very thing. It's a date. Uh, I, 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 I mean, comes out of the building. Um, I see the scene, as it were, um, and I just... At first I kind of pushed the door open quite quickly out of fear of as to what might have happened or what might be happening, but as I kind of see both of them there, I kind of come through the door slowly and just settle on the wall next to the door and just close the door. Just I'll be slowly. right back. Carry on without me. I just need to use the loo. And just give them the time that they need. <laughs> um, I'm just Dr. Observing. Lockhart, I... I... 
<laughs> I guess welcome to our little piece of madness. GM's wondering where I need to go as well quickly. <laughs> I will continue my soliloquy. Miss <laughs> um, uh, Harrow, was it? Call me Sam. I think you've earned that much. Um, perhaps. Sam, um... I... I'm at a loss. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I I've spent my life studying, treating, looking after people, dealing with this kind of thing, and now I, I'm in a place where nothing seems to make sense to me. Well, about all I can say is. <laughs> Pretty much what I was just saying to Carissa here is that life, and particularly around us, it seems, has a way of drawing back the curtain from what we expect the world to be to showing us a far darker truth as to what it is. Um, you, you said you had a brother, Huxley, right? Yes. I... I mean, I hope I still have a brother. I... I am not... This is the most tactful I think I've ever been, and my partner would probably say the same thing, but... Your brother... has done some... And I'm I'm not... I'm saying this as loosely as I can. Sam... Has done some bad I'm things. I'm gonna stop you before you say anything further. I don't dislike you um, I'd like to keep it that way for the moment uh, truth be told then, you have no idea what Huxley did here or his history I'd appreciate that you note the facts well okay um, again Sam is not a diplomatic person so well, I was in that cell. I heard your brother's name with a few addendums added to it. Um, let me give you a couple of them. Um, one of the chosen ones, the foreman, the ambassador. I mean, those are not terms that if you attach to run-of-the-mill, uninvolved and uninformed individuals in an organization. And this was not one person that said it. This was, I was there for three weeks. Three weeks where Blair and his pet shaman hurt me. All to try and get more information to do more of what they were already doing. And you, I don't know what was in that fucking pit that swallowed Naveen. But I'm going to guess that it was not a pleasant sight. And Family comes with responsibility. I know that more than most. And sometimes that responsibility is to protect them. And sometimes that responsibility is to protect others from them. 
And I'm not going to say any more. He's your brother. Um, and Sam's just going to kind of lean back against the wall and stare up at the, the stars. Is it night outside? Is it day? I don't know. Sunset. Sam is going to stare at the fucking sunset and enjoy something not ugly and full of death and burning and shit. Well, the sun is burning. <laughs> that, that, that's fine. Spot There's, hidden on okay. the sun. Critical success. You lose your sight. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's, it's a big golden ball. The clouds are breaking up. The sky is darkening. You know, it goes yeah. from that cherry red at the horizon into indigo purple nighttime. Sam is going to bring a bottle that she sw- snagged from the bar, lean back, stare at the, the lovely sunset and take a swig and then hand the bottle to Carissa. Carissa takes the bottle, but before she takes a swig, she looks at Lockhart and just says, Look, Lockhart, Doctor, quite frankly, I don't give a damn if you believe us or not. We know that we need to make some tough choices and take some tough actions. And I see it as you have two choices. You can come with us or you can stay here. But if you're coming with us, you had better be coming to help us and not to just be more of the same that was here when we got here. Because so help me, if you throw your lot in with him, we will put you down as well. So, okay. I've I've just met you. I've been nothing but accommodating to all of you. I met you in an explosion of all things. And my options are to leave my brother to his fate or come with a group of strangers. And if I don't toe the line, you'll kill me. Not I didn't say toe the line. But quite frankly, since we've arrived and since you've arrived, you've doubted everything we've said. All the trauma Wouldn't we've said. Wouldn't you? I mean, it's a little but bit crazy. <laughs> Doctor, tough question. What did you see in, in when you went back up there with Naveen? I had a really great diary with all sorts of sketches in that I could have shown you, but you know, I threw it on a fire recently. But what did you see? I feel like your group is enjoying tormenting me. Um, I'm not enjoying this at all. I look. You found to yourself. To give you to... some perspective on my position, my brother was insane. He was insane at a very young age. I have dedicated my entire life to his care. The reason I am a psychologist is because I wanted to help him. I have never made a breakthrough with him until recently with Mr. Blair. You understand I love my brother very, very much. And you understand Mm -hmm. my investment in this. It's a little difficult for me to take the, the one opportunity I've had to save the person I love most in this world has suddenly been turned on its head and... This this person is responsible for these terrible, terrible things. So, excuse me, 
if it's it difficult for like... me to take it on the word of some people I've very recently just met. Then it sounds like a man with a lot of power and influence has taken advantage of your brother. So help us get your brother back, and maybe along the way, we'll deal with the problem that was leading him astray. There might be hope for your brother, but there ain't hope for the asshole that's been grooming him. Personally, I have a few fingernails missing that I'd like to have a conversation with him about. I have nothing better to do. Not now. I... If we're going after him, and my brother is where he is, then I'm coming with you. There's no question to that. Well... In that case, share a drink. Meanwhile, inside, whilst the ladies are being very deep and emotional outside, uh, boys, have you had a flick through this journal and look at your these letters you found? Uh, we've looked at the letters, I think, at this point. Don't Some know letters, if we've yeah. gone through the journal yet, though. Well, well, sure, we've got to, we've got to read it properly, right? Yeah, yeah you've got to read, read it properly. 6A yeah. or shall I read 6A and then you get B or what? You can go ahead, Craig. That's fine. Okay, 6A. Dear Mr. Blair, this is just a brief note to update you on progress in researching the tablets. After the initial success made that you have already been made aware of, I went to the Library of Congress and several major East Coast libraries. Plenty of background material can be found for anyone who chooses to just dig but specifics are lacking. Are you sure the tablets are still out there? If they are, there is little doubt that they, a major expedition, will have to be mounted at much expense unless someone has inadvertently stumbled on them and shoved them on a shelf somewhere. My next trip will be to the British Museum in London, after which I will probably travel to the Cairo Museum and perhaps later to some of the libraries and museums of southern Europe. It will be a while before I will be able to write again. Thank you for the funding. Without it, I would get nowhere. Sincerely, Lawrence Hubert. That was 6A. Would you like to do 6B, Nate? I'll read 6B for you. That's fine. Um, Dear Mr. Blair, work on the Tupsimati has gone well. I left the British Museum last week and have since seen the Cairo Museum. There is evidence they are in Iraq, most likely Nippur. However, this is very preliminary and it is entirely possible they are elsewhere. Since numerous foreign armies, not not to mention countless marauders and nomads, have passed through the region over the centuries, it is entirely possible they were removed from the country. Work continues. I hope to have more solid evidence sometime in the next several months, but I cannot provide you more firm information. Good luck on your efforts. Hopefully my work will prove to be unnecessary. Sincerely, Lawrence Hubert. So that is the two letters we have. And you can read the first page of the journal, the one before the mechanics page, mm-hmm. as you have flicked through the book. Okay, so... This book appears to be the personal ramblings of Reinhold Blair. The pages are handmade, and the pale leather cover is protected by a simple, handmade paper dust jacket. 
The book itself is full of cramped, spider-like writing and a variety of ink colours. The whole thing is a mess and looks like the ramblings of a madman. There are whole sections which just repeat the same word over and over and over. It is going to take some dedicated study to read your way through this text and glean anything useful from the ramblings of this madman. Now, if you read the skim reading uh, tag... Ten minutes. Oh, we could actually do it in ten minutes. We're having a very long conversation. I mean, Sam's been talking for the most she's ever talked before. Outside, so, this character know. development. I reckon we've had ten minutes. Yeah, I reckon we probably would have had a flick through it at that point. Then, yeah. Right, both of you roll d fours. Uh oh. No. Yes, <laughs> Um, rolling, rolling. Rolling, keep them dice all rolling, raw high. Exactly. I mean, the good. the book is made out of hide, yeah. right? You lose that much sanity based on what your default result was as you flick through the book and see graphic images, disturbing diagrams, peculiar sketches, a wonderful fold-out page sketch of the altar of Ithaqua that uh, makes Nathan just like, nope, fold it back up. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, but yeah, this thing, there's clearly... It, there are occasional bits where he suddenly starts writing like normal journal entries, but then you know, if we're halfway through, it'll be like February the 14th, 1917. Well, today, you see, my evil master plan was, and then it just devolves into and you're like, I'm gonna have to trawl through this to find where he finishes the sentence. So mm-hmm. it's gonna take a lot of work, disturbing work, to read this diary in full. But one thing you are able to pull out is uh, the Cult of the Windwalker. They are planning a pilgrimage somewhere, and that's what they need the airships for, but you don't know the timeline of that pilgrimage yet. Mm. And there is something about the Tablets of Destiny. So we at least know we need to figure out more of this book then. But yes, uh, it's ten five past ten, so we'll wrap up there for this week. The boys are looking through Blair's diary, and the girls are bonding over their shared desire to kill Mr. Blair and rescue Irene's brother. Irene never said she was going to kill Mr. Blair. <laughs> oh, but, but, there's yeah. enough killing intention here to go around, don't worry. <laughs> but, 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 but let's be honest a second. Come on, Irene. Come oh, on, Irene. I really you wish that, that I, one. I really wish I played a less helpful character again. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I bother. I really don't. We love you, Fopsy. I love Start you. Start this I session mocking. was the one that was going to die. I thought you were going to kill off Sam. Like, properly I, kill off Sam. I was going to kill off Sam, and then Naveen went for me. So I was like, well... I was really worried that you were going to kill off uh, Irene in that pit. And I'm like, no, yeah, no, no, I'm, no, 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 ran no, away. no. Let's put it that way. There was a chance, I was wasn't just, there? I was sitting there looking at the bouts of madness. this table going, roll a seven, roll a seven, roll a seven. Ah, oh, fleeting panic. Ah, oh, good. I like then the bit where I was like, oh, I'm just going to describe this. Oh, we're just standing between Sam, uh, Naveen, sorry, 
and the altar, and Nathan was like, oh, oh, I don't want to be there. No. <laughs> I'm, I had to go through this spell book and find the worst, most destructive thing I could find, and it was, it was essentially consume earth. 